What's up, guys? Welcome to episode two of the Ever Adaptive Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Flowers, and I have my co-host over here, Sarah Budson. Did I say your last name right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. We were, right before we started recording, I was like, I need to know how to say your last name because I am awful with last names. I, I cannot say them. Um, you think. <laughs> I know. I overthink it. But welcome to episode two. Today, we are kind of going to go into a little bit more about us, who we are, where we come from, and what got us here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to jump in. Um, we definitely want to hit on, just touch on points of really things that brought us to where we are today, um, why we are the way we are because of the things that we have gone through, grown through, and really what we hope to bring to you with kind of our own learning experiences, both individually and, you know, as we've known each other and have kind of shared our life stories with each other. And we've actually helped each other through some things too. So um, yeah, I think it'll be a really cool a little bit more of, like you said, a meaty episode and I'm really excited for it. So I am too, but to kick us off, I want to kind of break the ice because I know that we, we've been through some (laughs) shit, um, in our lives. So this is going to be like, like she said, it's going to be a meaty episode. Um, but to break the ice and to get us like going, (laughs) I was training today and I was training legs alone. And I want to see what you think about this idea. Not that we're going to do it, but I think that it should exist. So have you heard of Bumble BFF? Yes. Okay. I never heard of it before. <laughs> <laughs> but why don't we have something like that for training partners? I Okay. I have thought of this idea before because like you could literally put any like training style. Like there's a lot of... <laughs> There's a lot of people that want to train with me and I'm like, I train really hard and I don't think you understand that. No, she's a beast. She like is. you could put like filters, right? Like filters of like what you would prefer in a training partner. I think that that is, there's gotta be something like that. There has to be. Otherwise guys don't steal it. Cause we're going to do it. Add it to the list of things that we're gonna do. Right, just add it to the list. But all <laughs> right, Becky, kick us off with who you are. All right, I am Becky Flowers. Like I said last episode, I am a mom of three, a wife. Um, I'm a coach now and a competitor. But kind of taking you guys back, not to you know back when I was born, but. I've always lived in Illinois, so born and raised in Illinois, blue collar family, um, just Midwest really, girls, hey. what? Midwest girls, hey. Yeah, right? Trying to get out. Midwest <laughs> girls trying to get out. Um, but really, I I had a good upbringing. I had a good upbringing, came from a Christian home, Um I was actually homeschooled growing up a little bit and then was in public school and was really just an active kid, like normal, normal kid. Ended up going to college and my junior year of college, I ended up pregnant (laughs) and um, coming from a Christian home. That was a big deal because I was not married 
And so I was 21 and I had my son. That was a big learning lesson. And I had to grow up fast. And that was pretty much like, all right, this, this is where life starts. Um, I want to interrupt you here and just kind of ask you some questions. Like what was, what would you say was the absolute hardest part about, I guess, like your, your oh shit moment. (laughs) Telling my mom was probably (laughs) the biggest part. Um, I always grew up and like, I still dealt with this probably until I was 30 of just wanting to make other people happy. Like, I don't want to disappoint people. I just want to make them happy, like live my life for whatever they want. Um, and so that was huge for me. I probably was like the one person out of my whole friend group that like nobody thought that I would be the one that ends up pregnant. Like I was just that girl. Like I never drank. I never, you know, I never did anything like that until after high school. And then I just went balls to the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, like it, it, it changed my life, but it changed my life for the better. Um, and I wish I could say that I turned my life around, but I did not at that time. And I still was, I was still was partying. I ended up being a single mom. And when my son would go to his dad's every other weekend, I would be out partying. Um, so I'd work like crazy and finish school. I actually went to my college finals two weeks after I had him and like just kept that ball rolling. So did what I had to do, but I also was still trying to be that, that 21 year old that I couldn't be anymore. Um, so then I ended up meeting my now husband and we ended up pregnant with my second child. And so it just was a hot mess of my twenties. Um, and it's almost embarrassing to talk about, but it is part of my story, but we ended up pregnant with her and he was in the military at the time. So he ended up being deployed when I was six months pregnant with her. And then um, he met her when he, she was seven months old. So went through that, like had my mom at the birth and all of that. And honestly, that was a moment that woke me up. Like she saved my life. Um, she turned me around and no more partying. Like I, it just went cold Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everything happens for a reason, even when you're like, damn, why didn't I not learn my lesson the first time? Like I needed (laughs) to learn it again. (laughs) Um, but yeah, just, was a single mom up until then. Cause we still were not together. We chose not to be together during that whole time. Um, so I was a single mom for a few years after that with the two of them and was just working, bought my house. And then I lost my dad. So <laughs> there's so many points to my story, but, um, losing my dad was kind of like the point where I really like, it's really solidified for me. Like you need to get your shit together, Becky. Like you've had the world given to you and you've kind of spit in its face over and over again by your life choices. And this isn't forever. And you don't want your kids to lose you as young as you're losing your dad. 
Um, so started to make, make moves in my own life, like towards my own health and fitness slowly. Mm -hmm. Um, we are Midwest girls and Midwesterners like to drink. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) that was a big part of my story. Like I grew up not, my parents didn't drink at all, but the people I was surrounding myself with, like that was just normal. So it was really hard for me to break out of that cycle. And it took quite a few years for me to break out of that cycle of it's just normal to drink socially on the regular. Um, so when I say that I started moving towards health and fitness, it was like kind of working out, maybe drinking a little bit more water, but really just not making moves. Um, so during this time, me and my husband had mended things, come back together and we had our third child and that, that was kind of like it. It was like, I had the third baby and I was like, okay, now I want to have some time for me at this point. I was 30 when I had her. I'm now just turned 36. So it's been six years now of kind of trying to figure out who I am because all of my twenties went to children's survival mode, like kind of what we were talked about earlier. It's like coming out of a fog of just life. And you're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, like whoosh, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I found myself. And just honestly, I did 75 hard in 2019 and that changed my life. Like that discipline changed everything. I would touch more on that with just discipline, applying that to your life moving forward. Yeah. So with 75 hard, if you don't know what it is, it's, um, a program, it's a mental toughness program. So you have to do two 45 minute workouts. One has to be outside, no matter the conditions. So it's teaching you that no matter what things get done. Um, and then you have no cheat meals. You stick to a diet, whatever you want to do, drink at least a gallon of water a day, take a progress picture and then read 10 pages a day. So it's minuscule tasks that you're doing every single day that you need to do every single day. And I think just proving to myself that I said that I was going to do this and then I did it like that was huge. There was a point where it was over Halloween that I was doing it and there were Reese's sitting on my table. And I was one that like I would eat that at night after my kids went to bed. I would just like eat whatever. But I walked past it that night and that was the night where I'm like, I still look back to that from like 2019. And I'm like, that was the moment that switched everything around because I proved to myself that I could do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Love that, that was, it was huge. But I, I mean, honestly, looking back at my story, the biggest, the biggest takeaway has been that I literally have been every version of a mom. (laughs) I've homeschooled my kids. My kids have gone to public school. I've been the single mom, the corporate working mom, the stay at home mom, and now trying to build a business. And every single version of that being a mom is hard. It is hard as fuck. I'm not going to discredit that. But if you want to make a change in your life, you, you're, you're going to be able to, 
Like there is a way to do it. Um, it might not look like someone else's way, but there is a way to do it. So that's really why I wanted to share all of that hot mess messery, (laughs) because honestly, if I can change and if I can turn everything around, anyone can, anyone can. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that so much. And like I said in the last episode, and I will say it until I'm blue in the face, like I always have so much respect for you because you're just a rock star. You're a badass who you are constantly juggling a million different things, animals, a whole household, a husband, three kids, prep like your own business uh, taking on more projects like this (laughs) on the web (laughs) but you you always find a way to make it happen and make it I know that behind the scenes it's hot mess but you always make it look like it's so graceful and effortless even though I know the grit that you have and that you work through and I just admire that so much so thank you so much yeah it definitely is hot mess so (laughs) don't ever want it to come off as it's easy because it or I got it together because I don't so (laughs) (laughs) I want to touch on like some of our posing sessions when like your littlest comes in (laughs) she melts me like I'm not a kid person but she (laughs) melts me (laughs) she comes in she like tries to like mimic mom's pose and it's the freaking cutest thing ever I just I love it but you're such a good role model to your kids and that's also something that I just I admire about you so much is setting the tone for your children in the right direction I think that there are too many people who have just coasted through life and that's all they know and they never got to that point of I really need to turn things around for the ones that are watching Yeah, You know, this is a whole new generation coming. And this is something that I don't think a lot of people take into consideration of setting an example in a positive life, right? You know, where we implement health and fitness and movement and positive mindset and discipline in everything that we do because it's applicable. And um, I love that you do that in your parenting so much, so well, thank you. Honestly, that was that was a life lesson that I learned. Um, just because my dad passed away because he was type two diabetic and never took care of himself. So I be I'll be damned if I let my kids see that happen to me or if they do that themselves. Mm-hmm. And then all of the hard life lessons that I had to learn were the result of me not learning discipline when I was younger and like having things handed to me. And me and my husband talk about this all the time where we had great upbringings, but it's like, we need to make a little bit more difficult for our kids Mm -hmm. so that they have that grit, they have that discipline and they have that drive Mm -hmm. that is going to drive them when they are 35. 100%. 100%. And you see that in people where they have everything handed to them on a silver platter and it's not really until they actually have to start working for things themselves where they actually start appreciating things like that. Yeah. And then they usually have an oh shit moment of what do I do? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. All right. (laughs) Let me throw it over to you. Okay. 
So I guess my upbringing, um, I was born and raised in Michigan, still here, unfortunately. We're going to change that soon, but <laughs> when it's time. Um, my parents divorced young, but I always had such a great upbringing. You know, it was both of my parents have always been so supportive. They have always done everything that they ever could provide for both me and my brother. Um, but in a way where they still made us work for things too. It wasn't, you know, here's everything on a silver platter. So you have to work your ass off for this. Um, but <clears throat> a lot of my upbringing was, was really seeing both of my parents bust their ass for me um, in a bunch of different ways. You know, my mom used to go above and beyond so that I could take horseback riding lessons every week or, you know, do gymnastics when I was young, you know, um, she always made sure that me and my brother were, had everything that we could ever need and want, but also in a balancing way of also making us work for it. When it's, that's something that I really appreciate now looking back at, um, so between then and I guess like when I started to be an adult, I mean, I went to public schools. I, um, I went to college for a year. I decided to go another route. I started working full-time in the medical field. Um, and ever since then I've been both kind of in the medical field and kind of the fitness industry. Um, I got my personal training certification, gosh, seven years ago now at this point. And that was, um, I was working out before then and fitness was always something that I really kind of gravitated towards with just, I had always ridden horses since I was young. I was in, I was a little bit involved in sports when I was, you know, in school and everything like that, but nothing too heavily. But when I really started weightlifting and seeing, you know, transformation that I can make within myself, that's really when I kind of like picked up pace on that. So I actually started working at a gym and met my old coach there. And that's really when my entire life changed. Um, I started really taking fitness a lot more seriously at that point. He kind of just like took me under his wing, showed me kind of the ropes, really everything that he knew, furthered my knowledge on a lot with within the fitness industry and things like that. Um, and then he actually coached me into my first show, which was also a very pivotal moment for me where learning that discipline and Really, I always like to look back at my first prep and I think of it as like, yeah, there was definitely a physical transformation there, but the biggest transformation was mental, you know, and just learning disciplines, just like when you did 75 hard of, you know, I would, I would go to restaurants with friends and sit at a table of them eating, you know, a table full of sliders. And I would be sitting there with my banana and my water with lemon, you know, and it was, it kind of became like a sick joke at that point where I was like, how far can I test myself? Like, do I actually have a breaking point? And I kind of really realized like, no, like once that switch is flipped and I'm in it, like I'm locked in and I really impressed myself in that way. Um, so from there I had really planned to reverse out, build, um, do another show the following year. And that's really when things changed for me. It was right around my 30th birthday. Pretty much once I hit 30, everything had, I really thought my 30th birthday, I was like, oh, it's just going to be another birthday. 
wrong. <laughs> wrong. Like the day of or after? It was like within a week. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. So uh old coach basically kind of just saw that. I mean, I was working really hard with with transcend work and super laser focused on being in off season and I'm very 100% in everything I do, 110% in everything I do. And you can only do that simultaneously so long before you crash. And I crashed without really kind of seeing it. And he noticed it and was like, you need to take a step back and kind of reevaluate what your ROI is here, right? You can focus more on work or bodybuilding, but what's going to bring you more at this, at this season? And it took a big, it took being, having that rug ripped out from under me to really like realize it. Cause I was just so monotonous and checking my box and just going, 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 cruising and really not realizing how dissatisfied in life I was. And that kind of like wake up call was really, really big for me. And that was really kind of the biggest pivotal moment in my adulthood. So having that and really just taking a step back and I really removed myself from a lot of people around me in that moment. I mean, I was in a six year relationship at that point I was engaged. (laughs) Um, and I kind of just took a step back away from everything and kind of like reclused and really just did a lot of self-evaluation of kind of really realizing like, who am I? Why do I respond to things the way that I do? What kind of people am I drawn to? You know, this frequency that I want to be on, what's going to elevate me and move me forward and really serve this season of my life. And when I really stopped and kind of looked around, I was like, oh shit, I don't have any of that. And that was a really, really big wake up call for me. And I was like, I got to make some changes. And that's something that's very important to me in everything that I do is having a self-awareness, but also the capacity to act on it. Because how many people do you know that are in miserable situations, right? Yeah. But they just stay there because it's comfy and that's just what they know. And they're like, well, what, you know, something bad could happen if I did this, but are you willing to give that up to stay in something that is no longer serving you? And that's something that I'm so big on and I'm such a big advocate for is like, okay, you have the self-awareness, you, you know, where either you're right or you're wrong, but take action to move it in the direction that it needs to. And so at that point it was. I walked away from an engagement. I moved out and moved into a place all of my own, living by myself for the first time in my 30 years alive. And that's really where it was like, okay, now the real work happens. Yeah. You know, I thought that it was kind of going to be like, all right, like now we're here. And it's like, nope, that's, that was the biggest, the biggest growing up point. Cause it was like, I don't have anyone to lean on now. You know, that's something that I was used to at that point. And I really proved to myself at that time that like, and I don't even think that it was like, uh, I'm scared. 
I have no choice but to make this happen. Like, that's it's like it. back against the wall. Yeah, yeah. And where are you going to go other than plow through what's in front of you? You know, and that's my only option. And that's kind of the way I approach everything. So um, it's been awesome since then. I mean, of course, there's been ups and downs and just so much I've learned about myself, but really taking that time to drown out the noise and just be by yourself and really learn yourself as, especially as, as an adult, like it's so different than when you were, you know, 15, 16 years old, 20 years old, right. As an adult where you have responsibilities and all of these things. And really for the first time myself, I had always been in long-term relationships and this is the the first time that I had ever really been on my own <laughs> alone in the world. And it's been, it's turned into such a beautiful growth phase and something that I will always be so, so appreciative of because of how much I have proven to myself that there is no option, but onward and upward. I so. love that. <laughs> Can we just unpack that for just a minute though? Yeah. Like you had the rug pulled out from under you on prep and well, you weren't prepping, but you were off season and you were going into the next year's shows mm-hmm. and you love competing. Like yeah. you love the structure of it. You love mm-hmm. everything that comes with that. So you had that pulled out from underneath you, but then you also like had the I don't even know what the word would be like the awareness to then evaluate the rest of your life and then make changes on it. Like, can we just like, you are such a badass. You say that I'm a badass and I look at you and I'm like, I, I could never be like Sarah. Like, I want to be like you. Like <laughs> I, you're just like, that's just a freaking boss move. And you need to give yourself a little bit more credit. <laughs> Something I'm not good at doing is giving myself credit because I am someone who, I don't know, the goalpost is constantly moving, yeah. you know, it's like I get somewhat close to a goal and then I'm like, oh no, we got to take it further. You know, I'm never going to be satisfied. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. I've gotten as far as I have, but there's always more growing. There's always more, more that can be done. There's always, you know, I can always be better in any way possible. And that's just, that's always the mindset that I have with everything, with, with work, with competing, you know, I will compete again. And I know that the stage is always going to be there. Um, You know, there, there's plans in motion for further down the line, but I have things at the moment in this season that I kind of take care of first. And that takes precedence over. And that was a really, really difficult decision to, to make where I was like, I need to not focus on bodybuilding right now because it's something that I identified with for so long. You know, I'm a competitor. I am. I always will be. You know, the stage is not going anywhere. There's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of time. And that's only going to get better with time. But breaking away from that and being like, there's more, you know, I love competing. It brings such a cool just drive out of you that you never knew that you really had. I feel like everyone should just go through a prep at least once, right? I agree. (laughs) It teaches you so much, but, and then you, you figure out if you 
like it or not. <laughs> exactly. And then you can move on and be obsessed like us or not. <laughs> right. But, but really having to kind of weigh my options here and be like, realistically, what serves me in this purpose of my, in this, in this season of my life moving forward. And at that moment, it wasn't competing. I had to quite honestly, flip my entire world upside down by choice because I knew that I was just unsettled and I knew that I had to make change. And I knew that there was so much growth and opportunity on the other side of that. And am I fully there? No. Are we ever? ever? No, 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 (laughs) but it's damn better than settling for something that I wasn't fully happy with. Um, because I knew that I could be better. And I think that that speaks volumes for, I feel like a lot of people should go through something like that, like kind of a, a self-awareness moment of like, am I fully what I could be as a human being to serve not only myself, but also someone else? Yes. I feel like a lot of people aren't there and that's just, me being brutally honest, but no, no, it's true. It's so true. I feel like the biggest, and I never had to take this advice because I feel like me and my husband have really grown together and we've gone through like, we've gone through some shit. Um, but I feel like when you are trying to find that person and everybody like wants to find that person or they want to find like their partner, you really have to look back and see like, are you a decent partner for that person? Like if you want this amazing person, like, are you that person? And if you're Mm -hmm. not, then you have work to do and like take a step back. 100%. I fully, fully agree. I did not know we were going to get into this. No, I didn't know where this is going. Let's run with it. No, no, no. (laughs) I, I love it because this is also something that I'm just so passionate about. And it's like, how many people do you know that are, miserable in their current situations. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's just, it's because I can't speak for them, but a lot of times I know it's because people are codependent. They're being alone and doing the the self-growth thing. It's uncomfy. Like I did it for a really, really long time. Even when I was with someone, I did a lot of just removing myself and growing on my own. Mm -hmm. And of course it was difficult. You know, there's, it's never going to be easy to walk away from something that you're used to, or, you know, you've had for so long, or, you know, it is someone that you love, but maybe that just doesn't mean that they're right for you though. You know, maybe there is growth that you have to do that you can't really do within a relationship. And that's where I was, is I knew that I had growth that I had to do and staying where I was it wasn't going to allow me to do that. Yeah. And I feel like that, even if it's not a relationship, it can be friend groups, anything. Exactly. Work, whatever it is. If Mm -hmm. you are staying somewhere, even though, you know, it's not serving you because you don't want to get uncomfortable and you don't want to be alone. That's the biggest sign that it's time to change. It's switch. (laughs) flip it upside down. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, I'm like, I turned 30 and I was just like, (laughs) right. 
I I thought this was just going to be another birthday. Boy, was I wrong. Oh, no. (laughs) Like you say, life lesson. Those are life lessons. Yeah, but it's, it's things that you look back at and like, I'm so incredibly grateful for that time. You know, it taught me so much. It taught me so much resilience and grit. And like you said, you're back into a corner, you know, your back's against the wall. What do you do? You, you don't have any other direction to go plow forward. There's no other way, you know, get uncomfortable. Growth is terribly uncomfortable. It's terrifying. It's scary. It's, it's all of these things, but would you rather, I mean, me, I can't stay stagnant. It's just not in me. No. And like being someone who lived her whole life, kind of like going through the motions for everyone else and like trying to make everyone happy. And then getting to this point where Mm. I kind of got to the same point as you, where it was like, something needed to change. Like I needed to change. I was not the person that I wanted to be. And everything had to flip like friend groups, every, like, I still love all the people that were in my life, but I just had to isolate myself and it was really uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. it still is really uncomfortable some days and people don't understand me here, but that's okay. I, the right people will gravitate. Exactly. The right people will gravitate you will finally get to a point where you're going to wake up one day and you're like, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in this moment right now. And it just all feels right. I literally have a ring. And it says exactly where I need to be. <laughs> Do you? I yeah. want that. Cause that's honestly, that's how I feel like the last couple months. That's where I finally have fallen after you guys heard my story. Like I was up and down and hot mess and taking years and years to figure myself out. It took me until the last couple of months to finally be like, I am where I need to be. And something I want to play off of with that is <clears throat> I'll speak on my behalf here. I don't know if it's applicable to your situation, but I feel like once I really stopped gripping so tight, And I just let the universe do what it does and things play out. Then things fell into place exactly how they needed to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You almost kind of, you let go of that picture of what you think that life should be Mm -hmm. and you just let it be. Yep. Yep. And it's good and bad things are going to happen, but there are things that happen and it's okay. How do you move forward? Exactly. Exactly. What's your bounce back rate? What's your, I mean, I, yeah, the biggest thing that I can think of right now, and this is a whole other tangent, but I want to share it. Um, my sister lost her three-year-old. So my three-year-old nephew, her three-year-old son, the Monday that I got back from the Evolve retreat last year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's been almost a year and just seeing her walk through that grief mm-hmm. process and how she has, she has, she's such a freaking boss. She has flipped her life upside down. Like she has made so many positive changes in her life and how she's just been resilient through that. Like it is just proof that 
bad things are going to happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. Good things are going to happen no matter what. It's how you respond to them that matters and what you do moving forward because you can't put a chokehold on life. You can't put yourself in a bubble and stop things from happening, but life does move on. Mm-hmm. And I, that's just always what I think back to when I'm like, I'm having a hard day. I'm like, if my sister can make it through this, I who the hell am I to not make it through what I got going on? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And something that I will kind of reference to the Evolve Retreat, um, Sarah, our other Sarah, yeah, <laughs> her and I were like attached to the hip um, at the retreat, but there was a very specific moment at the retreat where, and this was all, I mean, this was really in the midst of all of last year happening. <laughs> yeah, um, And Sarah said something to me, she goes, I feel like you're just running this race and you need to slow down and like pace it. And we were literally getting ready for dinner that night in my hotel room. And I was listening to one of my favorite songs by my, one of my absolute favorite artists. Um, and there is a line in the song and I've listened to the song hundreds of times, but I've never really noticed this line until after she said that. And the line is life ain't a race. Gotta pace it. And I was just like, Whoa, (laughs) that is amazing. Yeah. And it's just, it's just such a, it's such a, like, you've got to slow down and just let it be, you know, things are going to fall into place exactly how they need to be. And everything's got a learning lesson. Everything. Yes. Yes. Everything. Even when you feel like your world is crumbling around you, you're going to look back and be like, I'm so grateful. Stronger in some way. Yep. I am grateful in some way that that happened because that taught me X, Y, and Z. Yep. And it made us who we are today. Exactly. God, let's wrap it. <laughs> I know, right? We are done. I want to. I want to ask you one thing though. Um. So, what is a quote that you have been loving lately? Oh, God! I, I got all the questions. This is what I did during my cardio today. Think about this. You go first. Let me. Okay. Think. Okay. Um. Mine, I have so many quotes, but the biggest one is, is how you do one thing is how you do everything. That really has been my quote for the last like four years. Okay. I like that. Of course. Um, I, I'm just in this very big phase of something that I probably say daily is trim the fat. Like it's not a quote. It's just something that like I ring back to very often. And it's just get rid of the things that aren't serving you in any purpose. Yeah. You know, uh, condense and make sure that everything that you have in your life is quality. And I think that that's something that's very, I feel like a lot of people are scared to do in a lot of different areas. Yeah. Very. It just wraps up everything that we just talked about. (laughs) (laughs) So trim the fat. Guys, don't be scared of that. (laughs) All right. You got anything else? No, we're good. That was 
way better than I anticipated. Right? That was good. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Hopefully you got some little bits and pieces from our stories and had some takeaways that you can use in your own personal life. And really, I think for both of us, we really just want you guys to take life head on and do the hard work, get uncomfortable, and you never know what's going to come from it. It's going to be something freaking amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really hope that you guys got something valuable out of this. You know, I know that you and I have both said like, hey, our conversations would be really cool to record. But the biggest thing is I want to make sure that we're providing value to people. And I, I do think that both of our stories have some tidbits of value that is applicable to really anyone. So yeah. I would love to hear feedback. Um you know, from people, don't be afraid to reach out, shoot us messages, comments, whatever. Um, if you loved it, if you hated it, whatever. <laughs> you hated but, it, just don't tell us. No, if you hate it, tell us, but we're still just going to do what we want to do. So. <laughs> <Lock it. laughs> but we will see you guys next week. Um, if you aren't already, follow the Instagram page, subscribe on our YouTube. Let us know what you guys think, and we'll be back next week with probably less of a long episode. This one was a little bit lengthy, just as kind of an intro on both of us. But like I said, we want to provide value and just everything that we have kind of learned up to this point. And like I said, we're kind of just shooting the shit and see what comes of it. So exactly. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.